Hey yo, I'm Katie. And it's a co-host Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of the Press Next podcast. Hey, welcome back and welcome in to anybody who is new. Hey, y'all, to those who are watching. You know, if you hey. don't know about our podcast, you should know. We are a podcast. We talk about movies, TV shows, documentaries. We break down uh, whatever we're watching, talk about how it applies to us in real life and have some real conversations. So... Yes, me and my wife, we love movies. And for those who are listening, we're sure you do too. But, you know, this is a very special month, isn't it? It is a special month. It is. It's February. February. It's my favorite month. It is indeed. It's the shortest month of the year. So that's special. Every once in a while, um, there's an extra day because it's a leap year. So that's special. Um, And it's also... Black History Month. Let's go. Lift every voice and sing. Let's go. Anyway, um, I'm lit. This is my favorite month of the year every year. And I know that people have back and forth about how they feel about Black History Month um, within the culture and outside of the culture. But I'm never going to pass up an opportunity to celebrate us. So it is what it is. While we still have it, I'm going to be lit. It is Black History Month. So what does that mean for film? And what does that mean for Press Next Podcast? That means we finna be black. Blackity, blackity, black. Black on black on black. We Everything we gonna talk about this month is going to represent and come from our culture. And I love that. And it's gonna be really fun. And so the biggest challenge, and I'll just say it now instead of waiting to the end of the episode. The biggest challenge that I personally have for every fan, every listener, is that just this month, I, I really wish you would do it in other months too. But if for only this month, pick a show, pick a movie that is a black movie, a black director, black cast, black story. And for the love of God, do not make it a black trauma film. Okay. <laughs> but we'll break that down. We'll talk about what it, you know, what all these things mean. Like, don't come to me talking about how you watch 12 Years a Slave. That's not what I'm talking about. My suggestion <laughs> for a movie to watch this month, which we're not going to cover it, but it is a, oh, I love it so much, Little. Yes. I mean, we won't cover it, but I'm sure we'll watch it. If you, It's a comedy. Yes. And it's great. it has um, Issa Rae. Love mm-hmm. her. And Marseille Martin. Marseille Martin. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, and Marseille Martin, actually, she directed it right yeah she wrote and uh I don't, I mean, she might not have directed it she might have uh okay produced, produced it but okay yeah and can you look up how old she is right now or when it came out when it came out let's see right now marseille martin is 17 but little came out in 2019 so she had to be like 14 years old so mm-hmm. 14 or 15 years old producing a blockbuster film starring yes. herself, Issa Rae, and Regina. Regina Hall, yeah. Hall. I get the yeah. Regina's mixed up in my head. Regina like, King I, and Regina Hall. Yes, like <laughs> I know their faces, but the names. Uh, I yes, the names I love that. Up. I love that film. Um, and so, you, I mean, you can watch that. But but we will... I honestly, 
Also, I'm super excited about this month because we're going to have guests on and we're going to be talking about some really cool, heavy topics. Like we'll talk about interracial relationships. We'll talk about other aspects of black culture with other people. We'll talk about black entrepreneurship. We'll talk about Mm -hmm. all of those things. And so you really do not want to miss this month. And if you have ever felt, I mean, if you're black, you already know. You already know. So you're going to enjoy this. If you're not of the culture and you felt as if like, I really kind of want to understand a little bit more, but I don't want to ask or whatever. Just stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. All right, please. But, and share our stuff. So yeah, share our stuff. Learn to. But trigger warning, we we over the black trauma stuff. So, yeah. so don't, don't come to us with the uh, black trauma. We're going to be like, there's so much more that depicts us as a people. But we'll jump into that. So we really wanted to spend time just talking about um, this episode about the you know the history of like black cinema, what it means to us, have discussions around that, um, how black culture and cinema influences how we live and things today, and that's mm-hmm. what today's discussion will be like. And I'm interested. I know some people are probably interested to hear my side, but as me being in an interracial relationship and my wife being white, I'm interested in hearing your perspective okay. since being with me. Right, because I, don't, I mean, I'm sure you probably watched black movies and black entertainment and black cinema before, mm-hmm. but I would be willing to bet that you watch uh, much more now. Right, for sure. Because you're around me. Yes. <laughs> so for sure. I'm interested to see kind of your insight there. But before we even jump into all of that, um, you want to run through, you know, our, our normal. If, give us money. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so if you if you want to support us, you can um, give us a follow on all of our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Press Next Pod, right? Press Press Next Next Podcast on podcast. Yeah, if you type in Press Next Podcast on any social media, you'll find us. Um, you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. We are on Please. multiple streaming services. Um, we are on YouTube, so you can follow us on YouTube. That way you can watch uh, our podcast and what we are talking about. And then if you feel like monetarily giving to us, you mm-hmm. can give to us on Venmo or Cash App at Press Next Podcast. There we go, man. Please Show us some love and support. We love doing this for you all. And also, if you would like to be a guest, hit us in the DMs, sign up uh, on the link in our bio, and let us know, because we would love to bring you on and hear your perspective. Like That's what we want to do. We want to share our platform and have conversations also with other people. Obviously, because like Katie and I are married, so we share very similar ideals and thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, even ideals. though we look at, yeah, I love ideals. That's like, you know, like one of my favorite words, you know? Um, anyway, we share a lot of ideals and thoughts and sometimes, you know, we just want somebody to really be able to juxtapose like that right. position For to sure. see, to, to, to help educate us and give us a different perspective. We may be looking at something through a different lens than somebody else. So if you have... Um, a computer with a webcam, <laughs> uh, hopefully a microphone or whatever. We'll get you right when it comes to recording. But if you just have the passion to say, hey, I don't mind being vulnerable and jumping on screen and uh, jumping on the podcast, please let us know because we would love to have you. 
Anywho. Awesome. Are you ready to talk about this? Let's jump into it. You ready to talk about black cinema, baby? First off, let me kind of, um, let me give y'all the definition, really, when we talk about black cinema. So this is, come from Wikipedia, but this is what they say, <laughs> but I have to break it down. So black cinema is loosely classified as films. I, I put the quotations around loosely. Loosely classified as films made by, for, and about black Americans. Black Americans. Black Americans. I feel like I got to drive that home, okay? There's a bunch of different black people, but when we're talking about black cinema, we're talking about black American, African Americans. Um, And so historically, black films have been made uh, with black cast and marketed to black audiences. More recently, black films have featured multicultural cast aimed at multicultural audiences, um, you know, to also include the American blackness as an essential aspect of the storyline. So that, as you know, has taken quite a turn since film has uh, or Hollywood has been a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we all know. Did you grow up watching like black and white movies like Westerns and stuff? Um, Yes, Westerns. Okay. Do you remember like the first time in an old movie you saw like a black person? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's that's what I'm saying. And this is just so wild when you when you think about it. When we talk about cinema, when we talk about representation, we talk about anything. We talk about racism in general. Mm-hmm. And people just for some reason think that um the effects of racism and stuff don't, you know, are no longer a thing. We're talking about movies that were made in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. People's parents were born in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Not mm-hmm. even grandparents. That did not have, like Hollywood had no black actors at all. Had not, not even the act, that they were not, they couldn't even be the help. So you can, you can, you can see how there's been a lot of change, but also it's a lot of BS when it comes to black cinema and uh, how far we had to to go just to be able to get on screen to get some representation. You know, how, like how crazy is that? Can you imagine, um, like, could you imagine that at all? Mm-mm. Like not being, you look on the screen and like, dang, it's just all black people where the white folks at. Right. Um, no, I mean, I've obviously watched movies with no white people, but <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> like back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird. And then also, you know what I you know what else I find I find weird? What? So back in the day with black and white films, imagine living in a color world, but your films were only black and white. Yeah. Like that's kind of weird too, but um It is, but I enjoy a good black and white film. Oh, man, no, me too. Me too. I think there was a it's not even just like the the lack of color, right? There was it was film the way they used to tell stories with film then mm-hmm. is way different than the way they tell it that's now. That's true. And so, you know, the one downfall is that black and white films are typically, they're long as hell. Yeah. Like, some of them need intermissions. Like, they are very long. That's true. If you watch some Alfred Hitchcock movies. Put, yeah. You have to put like, so bruh. much into it. Because what you can't see, like, the color, without color, it's lacking a lot of detail. Right. And there has to be a lot of, like, contrast. But I also think that just the nature of storytelling has changed over time. Mm-hmm. Um, That's but, but ladies and gentlemen, I do want to get into this and why, and why like blackface is a thing. 
right? You're familiar with blackface, correct? Correct. What was when was um if you can remember or tell me a story, when was like the first time you came into contact with that information? You know what I mean? Like what blackface is. Do you remember? Um, I don't think I remember specifically, but I I believe it was like in a history class. Oh, okay. Wow, nice. Yeah. Nice. I feel like that's typically either not taught and for sure, damn sure not taught right now. You know, they're trying to take right. CRT out that of schools that's not even in schools. But <laughs> I digress from that. My point is, I think that a lot of people don't know necessarily what blackface is and why it's such an offensive thing. So when you talk mm-hmm. about black cinema in general, when black people were not allowed to be in films, white people played black people. Mm-hmm. And often, if not every time... That black that they portrayed black people, they portrayed them as animalistic, like barbaric, non-human things. So they With were always big lips and- yes, they everything was just a caricature. Like oh yeah, they're funny, they're foolish. Like they don't have brains, they're animals. Mm-hmm. And so when people even now are like, I just don't understand blackface. I'm like, how do you not understand the historical impact that it was? That not only could black people not be in film, when they were portrayed, they were portrayed as something that they're not. Right. It was essentially making fun. Yes. And perpetrating the ideas into the mind of these white folks who were even allowed to watch the film. You think that black people were watching these films? No, but now we get the stereotypes of black people that even still linger today. Those stereotypes come from that. So like I, the climb from where we were then with like a birth of the, the birth of a nation or whatever to now to where we have Tyler Parrish Studios and black mm-hmm. directors and black producers Which and all black cast. Right. Is so great to see from like my standpoint just being even born in the 90s and seeing now um seeing that depiction and representation is just so great um so i really do want people and the listeners to like really think about representation and and how they look and how it was represented on screen and we can break that down in many of different ways but we're going to like really talk about it for black people for instance i'm a bigger fella um how are fat people normally portrayed on, on the screen? Like cr- coming up. Um, lazy. Lazy. Slobs. Slobs. And or goofy. Funny. <laughs> funny. Funny. Yeah. Never serious. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they're just like the funny guy. Right. Fat Amy. Yes. I feel like that's big people. Right. And so mm-hmm. one, you typically didn't have big people, but if they did, they were depicted that way. And now we get a little bit more range. There's big people who are just regular as humans mm-hmm. who are don't have to play that part. So that's like a small, if you can understand that, right? And you can be upset at like, man, I can't stand the fact that every time I see somebody who looks like me on the screen, they doing some shit that's just like foolish is not them. Right. Then you really can understand how an entire race of people Feel. was not only excluded from screen so that they weren't allowed on, but when they were portrayed on screen, it was some barbaric, barbaric, foolish stuff. 
Um, so of course that had to be like super hard. And then we move kind of forward into the first black people being in film. And even then they were portrayed as slaves and, um, you know, like mammy type figures mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, which again is not black culture and it's not black people. Uh, so it's stepping on the lowest rungs of lowest rungs to try to climb a ladder, um, to get us really to a place where we can't reach because the people at the top are not going to allow us up that high, Mm -hmm. but people still tried and still broke that barrier. So I have a question for you. Okay. Um, and I don't necessarily know, I'll tell you from my side, but I want to ask from your side, the big conversation that people have now is about representation. Mm -hmm. Why is that important for you? Why is representation, why is representation Representation. Important for you, representation. Godly, I can't talk, man. When I, I need some, uh, some of this Kool Aid. Um, why is it important to you in film or TV? Um, I mean, just like you were saying, I think it's important to see someone like you because oftentimes when I watch something, I want to relate. That's how I understand is by relating, and so. If there's someone like me or someone that was raised like me or someone that um, has a lifestyle like me or is built like me, I can relate more than if I don't know anything, you know, if if mm-hmm. we're not connected at all. And I think that it's super important culture-wise because white culture is very different than black culture. So if all you're watching is white tv you can't really relate to that you know like of course you we have a white society and so you understand it but it's not relatable mm. white tv like <laughs> i'm just jumping no, well, <laughs> uh, like majority of our television is portraying as white culture like right white shows and if there are black shows they're not as well they're not as well received Mm. or they're only watched or majority watched by black people oh yeah 100 percent. i feel that and i feel also that like white people just really don't so then we get into like the appropriation gentrification type of conversation when it comes to culture right in that like you know what? I'll just use a movie um, reference. There's a movie called Be Cool, and mm-hmm. it has The Rock in it and Cedric the Entertainer uh, and, a, oh my gosh, John Travolta, Christina Milian. It's called Be Cool. So it's a pretty cool movie. Actually, it's trash, but I watch it like all the time. <laughs> There's a scene in there where this guy calls Cedric the Entertainer the N-word, and Cedric breaks it down so perfectly and he talks about how, like, how can you call me that when everything you do is because black people started it? Black people jump everything, culturally speaking, when it comes to American culture, black people jump everything off that's cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. If it's cool, I almost a thousand percent can trace it back to black culture. Yeah. To some true. point, I could trace it back to black culture. That's and true. Then, I like, mean, look at what's cool right now. Air Force Ones, Jordans. 
the dance moves you see on TikTok, trace it back to uh, black culture. Fashion, trace it back to black culture. Especially when it comes to like, and we talked about this before when people were like, oh my God, I just love like Asian streetwear. I'm like, you mean 90s hip hop wear? Yeah, yeah. Black culture, bro. That's all what you mean. Like literally. So, I, oh man, I wish I could post that clip because it's a great clip talking about it. And once you really break it down, and that's not to say, and and here's the other thing, that's not to say that like white people can't create nothing. <laughs> I feel like people get defensive when we start talking about stuff like that. Like, but just if you look at it and you be real with yourself, the things that we classify in American culture as cool almost always stem from black culture. So to have shows that are like different, it's the reason why I don't like friends. We talk about this all the time. Katie loves we friends. We do. We debate this all the time. Yes. Katie loves Friends. Friends is a classic show. Went on for a long time. Very much so. It has a cult following. Um, From the outside looking in, I'm a type of person that thinks that some people just like Friends just to be cool with their friends. Like, they don't even actually like Friends, but, like, they don't want to feel left out. It's the same way I feel about Harry Potter, right? But anyway, <laughs> not to say that Friends isn't a good show. Don't don't take that away from me. That's not what I'm saying. But if you knew the history behind certain things, you would know that there's a show that came out before Friends called Living Single. Living Single is a a a single. Um, Living Singles is a black show starring Queen Latifah, all black cast Mm -hmm. about black uh, people, friends who live in where they live, baby. New York City. They live in New York City. <laughs> Instead of them hanging out at the coffee shop, they all hang out at Khadijah in them apartment. And guess what the show pilot name was? Friends. It was Friends. <laughs> and they said that Friends wasn't going to work for the show, so they changed the show title to Living Single. Living Single was a hit show, especially amongst black people. It was a hit show. A year later, Friends comes out for white culture. They took the same formula for black people and made it for white culture. And if you look at, especially growing up through the 90s when like TV was huge, like sitcoms, you can find a white show and parallel it to a black show. And I would almost be positive that the black show came first. But it didn't Give get the same example. publicity. Okay. Um Good times or um, good times or what is the name of that damn show? It's another black show. You said what? The Jeffersons. Jeffersons. Right. And we're talking about shows like not necessarily Cheers, (laughs) but uh, Frasier or um, In the House and R.I.P. Bob Saget. Uh, Full House. Right? Parallel. You ain't even seen an episode of In the House. Me? Hello, Cool J? Yes. No. Anyway, there's typically always <laughs> there's there's typically <laughs> always um a parallel between I have no idea what that two is. shows. Yeah, there's typically always a parallel between two shows. Um and the black shows typically did not survive as long as the white shows. But the black shows either came before or they just resonated differently. And then there's like crossover shows that I say are crossover shows. Like, I think The Fresh Prince is a co- crossover show. Like, Martin, right? Martin is a, I think, a black show. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Martin is a show about- I think it is. Um, 
you know, some again, some friends who are living in Detroit. But it's marketed in the way that they talk and the way that they dress and their activities to black and a, a black audience. Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was not marketed only to a black audience. I think mm-hmm. the Fresh Prince was marketed to everybody. Right. And that's why I don't necessarily classify Fresh Prince of Bel-Air a black show. I just classify it like a hybrid. <clears throat> and that's a fair argument. You know what I mean? Like, I, like they knew what they was doing with some of their characters. I'm sorry. The Cosby Show. That's a black show. But that was the Cosby Show is one of... Uh, is it safe to talk about the Cosby Show? But right the Cosby now? Show also was a hybrid. But here's why it was a hybrid, though. Here's why it was a hybrid. It was only a hybrid because of their jobs. You see what I'm saying? It's more The Cosby Show was more palatable for white people because white people felt as if they can relate more because he was a doctor and he was well-spoken and he dressed nice and they had a nice house. Do you see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going? Yeah. My point is that if white white people could have watched Martin and everything else and have gained some joy from shows like Martin or Wayne's Bros, but they didn't feel as With if it was palatable or girlfriends, right? Well, girlfriends is probably a little bit of a crossover too, but they could have girlfriends is what Sex in the City? Would you say parallel? Yeah. So there's it's just so many parallels, but I hate that it had to be necessarily for that. And you can just watch these shows. We can break it down all day. We can go white show for black show all day long. I wouldn't actually would not mind doing that. I don't know how we got there from representation. I don't either. (laughs) But I just want to let y'all know that I just caught up and finished Insecure. Okay. Let's talk about that real quick, though. Okay. Because this is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies, ladies and gents, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to good black cinema. So, it leads to question, does Hollywood ex- uh, exploit black trauma? Do you feel like Hollywood exploits black trauma? Yes, 100%. How so? Tell me why. Tell me why you feel that way. Well, okay, for instance, yesterday we were scrolling through, we mm. went through what, four different streaming platforms. platforms yes we went through netflix hulu prime hbo looking for movies to cover this month and things that we would be interesting interested in covering and as we were scrolling through it was all very very heavy stuff like they were either slave movies or police somebody, brutality yeah police brutality or segregation um, social justice yeah segregation or like the fallout of the black family and it's just like why and that's why i suggest little because little is none of those things little is a very good light heartfelt movie but um yeah so i literally made the comment i was like why are all of these so dang dark (laughs) Because I don't want to, you know, there's so much good to talk about. I don't want to talk about the the things that are constantly thrown, that, that we constantly see. So, right. and I think that it's important to talk about those things, but I think it's also important to show the good and show the great that is happening in the culture. And the thing that pisses me off about it the most, because I don't think you're wrong at all. The thing I think that pisses me off about it the most is you can see, if you just look close enough, you can see the divide Mm -hmm. in where these 
people are probably pitching black movies that are just normal movies, but they're not getting the funding. It's the movies that are about black trauma that Hollywood is funding. That they're going to say, mm, yeah. ah, people will watch this, right? Because think about it this way. You know how many white movies I've seen that wasn't about nothing? Like just, you know what I'm saying? Just random stupid ass story about two people who met at lunch at Rusty Taco and they fell in love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where are those in, in black cinema? Where Where is that in Hollywood? Few and far between. There are some. Th- th- right. But my, but my point is that there's not, an, there's not even close to a equal ratio yeah, not even of close. that. Not even close. But as we're starting to see, and I'm very, very proud of this, very happy. Thank you. I'm thankful for directors like, um, like um, Spike Lee, right? Who in the mm-hmm. 90s kind of jumped off and people weren't going to give him like money to do films, right? He went out and did films on his own dime. Mm-hmm. He would get his own um, investors or pay for movies up front by himself. He really put on for the culture. He was like, we got to tell black stories that happen every single day. So we might talk about the hood or, uh, but not necessarily the hood in the way you think the hood is. We're going to talk about the hood the way it really is. Right. Uh, we might talk about a love story. Like she's like got to have it. You know what I'm saying? Or Right. Like everybody hates Chris, which is about Chris. But it was Chris grew up, up in the in, yeah. in the projects pretty much, yeah. but like, or he grew up in Best Side, wasn't necessarily the projects, but it was it was real life. It wasn't how you think it is in these in these how they show you or how they depicted it before of, of everybody just living in these ghettos and stuff. So you had John Singleton, um, I, I think he passed too. So so rest his soul if he did. I think he did. But John Singleton and um, who did I just say? Golly, I don't. Just Spike Lee. Spike Lee. They popped off in the 90s and set it up for everybody else. And now we have people like Ryan Coogler, who, do you remember when Black Panther dropped? I do. What? A, that was the, to me, that was a peak moment in black cinema. I We had black people dressed up to go see Black Panther. And everybody Panther. was doing the... Hey. The arm, the shrug, <laughs> yeah, the little shrug. Like, think about this for for black people. This was a movie that was essentially a black fantasy movie, a black superhero movie about a place that really resembles what Africa is and how we know Africa to be, mm-hmm. which is um, mineral and resource rich land. And we come from kings and queens and and wonderful strong tri- like tribes. So to see that in a film, even though it was like superhero, was incredible. Yeah, incredible storyline. And you have people like Ava DuVernay, even though some of the stuff she do be, be doing is heavy, but Ava is hard. Mm-hmm. She's a director who be giving some of the best films and TV shows out here. Mm-hmm. Every documentary she do, smack. Hard. Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, who off his comedy somehow just turned into an a, ingenious director who, here's why I think Jordan Peele is so ingenious. Jordan Peele figured out how to tell black cinema, black stories to where black people get it. A hundred percent. And it and it gets out the, a visceral feeling to black people. Make you want to throw up when you watch a Jordan Peele film. But it scares white folks. And then it makes white folks think, wait, 
what I just watch? Am I doing that? Am I a mm-hmm. part of this? Mm-hmm. I love Jordan Peele. When, okay, you seen Get Out. Mm-hmm. You, you watched it in theaters, right? I did. Remember at the end? And I think, was you on Stephenville? Did we watch it at the same time? I was. No, we okay. didn't watch it together. Okay. But. So, Stephenville moved there to very small. And um, I remember at the very end when he had just killed old girl. And, uh, or she wasn't dead yet. I guess she was still on the ground, like, you know, breathing heavy and stuff. Um, and the cop car pulled up. Do you remember what, how the, the theater was? When, when all the black people groan, like, God damn. What? Like, we knew this gonna happen. We all know we didn't sit here and seen that he is the victim here. Mm -hmm. And how genius was that? And if you was white or not black in that theater and you heard the groans of black people, that should have taken you, that should have taken you outside the movie to be like, yo, why did they just groan because the cops pulled up? Right. That was a visceral feeling. That like, we can't survive. Even when we do right, we can't survive. It's always going to be on us. Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele, great. So we have, we've come a long way from having nobody in cinema to the Jordan Peels of the world. And I don't, I, I can sit here and talk and name directors and, and producers exci- all day. But Yeah, I'm excited to see what else Marseille Martin has. Yes. Because she's so young and it has already done so much. And I'm I just love her so much. But I'm excited to see what she does I mean, in her career. Shout out to Oprah. As much as people hate it, shout out to Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, as much as you want to say you hate Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry's always put on for black folks. Mm-hmm. Always. So I ain't gonna never shade Tyler Perry. Uh, unless you do something that's really shady. Unless we're talking about alimony, <laughs> because Lord, that movie. Oh yeah, that movie was. Um, I yeah. question <laughs> yeah. why Taraji P Henson even accepted that role. Even accepted that role. <laughs> we finished that movie, and I was like, I think I just wasted time of my life. Yeah. Like I, this wasn't even enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was tough, but great movie. No, nah, not great movie. I was like, what? No, it ain't. <laughs> that was tough, but Tyler Perry has made other bangers. So Yes. And the I'll fact that he has a whole basically compound. Oh, he has incredible. a studio. He built yeah. a, a huge studio. But it's like on reclaimed land too. How many acres? Like over a hundred acres. Let's look it up. Tyler Perry Studios, let's look it up. I mean on land that used to hold slaves. Wasn't it you who told me that all of the houses in his newer films, since he's gotten the, um, since he's gotten the, uh, the studio, studio, that all of the houses that are in his newer films are actual houses that are built on the studio property? Yes. Yes, they are. He has an exact replica of the White House. Well, as close as exact you can get. Um, all the houses there that they film in are still, um, they're actually livable houses. <clears throat> he also has 12 sound stages. That's crazy. It is on 330 acres. That's crazy. That's wild. 330. 330 acres. That is just insane. And I just want to go just to like see it because y'all don't understand if you, if you know what a studio is. 
you would understand how big this is. We're talking about MGM. You know when you be watching movies at the beginning and they go through all the little things. You see like Universal. You'll see Warner mm-hmm. Brothers. You'll see MGM. Um, they pretty much have a monopoly on film. They have all the lots. They have all the sound stages. So you have to. that's why you have to go to California and do everything. But Tyler Perry said, I'm going to build that and I'm going to do it in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And they film... A lot of the Marvel uh, movies out there. And on his studio? Yeah. Oh, dang. Uh, He get to the bag. Because Georgia has Mm -hmm. a little bit more lax laws when it comes to filming. I did Um, know that. Plus the landscape is nice. Nicer. Um, But anyway, shout out to Tyler Perry. Um, I love that. And I love seeing... I, I love seeing the differences in how black cinema is already starting to um, evolve, right? So I think we understand that there are other cultures that are in it with us um, or that understand our struggle, maybe even more so than white folks. And we've started to incorporate other cultures into our films. So a lot of black films now are not just all black cast, but those, those films are great films. So I'm talking about stuff like great stories, when we talk about black love stories or we talk about the Black Panthers or we talk about TV show Insecure. Why do you love Insecure? Well, one, I love Issa Rae. <laughs> Shout out to Issa Rae, man. Or in the show Issa D. But I, because Issa she's doing queen. big things too. I don't even know queen. how we didn't mention her. Yeah, queen. Um, But I love it because I love that it is, they're, it's just authentic. You know, it's authentically black culture. And it's just real, right? It's just it's, we're real. talking about yes. millennials who deal with everyday situations that y'all be dealing with and y'all be living in. And she don't put nobody on the show that ain't black. <laughs> like everybody in the show black. You a new character, black character. So because Except that's Andrew. how you said what? I mean, Not okay. Andrew. That's not what I'm trying to say. My point is when you come when you are black. You recognize there's a book called Why Do All the Black People Sit at the Same Table? Like at lunch mm-hmm. or something like that? Sit at the book. same lunch table? When you're black, you recognize and you really find out really quick where other black folk are whenever you are in an area. So it doesn't matter where you're at. If you live in Dallas, you'll figure out where the black folks at. If you go to a school, you figure out where the black folks are. You go to a new church, you're looking for the black folks. So the reason why Insecure is like that is because that's how it really is. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I mean, Issa and everybody else, they still interact with other folk. But, of course, their friend group and everything else is going to be very much so look like them. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. But anyway, I love it because it does just tell... To me, I think it's the best depiction on TV right now, or really in the past 10 years, of what it means to just be black and like navigate the world, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Abbott Elementary is doing a good job of it, too. Mm. Shout out to Abbott Elementary. What, if y'all what a have show. Not, if y'all have not watched it, I promise you, it will not disappoint. Yes. And I mean, the easiest parallel is like, if you love The Office, you'll, you're going to love Abbott Elementary. I call Instead it the Black Office. Instead of an office, office, they're at a school. They're at a school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's shot very similar. The humor is very similar, but obviously mm-hmm. with more cultural ties. Uh, so some of the things... That's the other thing I love about black culture, man. You just got to be a part of the culture to understand yeah. some of the jokes, man. You really yeah, do. That's true. You really and do. 
they're they're in an inner city school in Philadelphia. So it's really depicting how it is in these inner city schools, which are typically uh, minority. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at Dallas ISD, it is typically minority because inner city is typically your poverty driven like oh, where yeah. where i mean and this goes back to redlining and right. all, a product it, of white people every <laughs> a product of slavery so a product of racism just like literally goes back to racism. racism and that's why everybody when people are like why is everything about race because literally everything, everything is, about, is race. about race literally <laughs> and the thing is and we say that like in haste and like jokingly but very serious about it and i've always so y'all who have either followed me on TikTok or who are here from TikTok, you will see that my page is literally just about like football right now. And, you know, the one time I deviated to talk, it was still about football, but we talked about Brian Flores and race and coaching. I had so many people on comments who were like, why you had to bring race into this? And I'm like, race is not life. a, ba- that's life and it's race a isn't a bad thing. Subject, it's not a taboo yeah. subject and it's Okay. You, if I bring up race, that doesn't mean that I'm attacking you. If you feel attacked, you really need to look inside yourself and like and question yourself. Why do I feel attacked right now? Why do I feel upset right now? We're talking about race, right? You know, it's like, and I get it because I try to stay out of conversations when women are talking about men. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, mm-hmm. man, this is like a, and I, and that initial feeling is like, it's not me though. Like I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. my my real response beyond that is, well, if that's not me, then they're not talking about me. I'm still a male, though, and I recognize how men are. I think that that was something that I had to adjust to when we started dating was um, when I would hear or see people say things about white people, I would get offended because I'm like, that's not how I think. Do you Facts. think that I am all white people or do you think that, you know, I think that way or do you feel that way about me? Because I thought we were cool, but now you talk about white people and I don't know how to feel. Right. But I had to realize that they're not talking about me. I, And in the same way, I don't represent all, all white, white people. people. Thank you. Whereas Black you are can't on look at... <laughs> black people and say that this one person defines the whole black race, African-American race. You can say black. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I know. But then I was like race. I don't know why in my head I was like, black's not a race. Yes, it is. um, But yeah, I mean, it's just, you you really got to recognize that. So when we do talk about, you know, bringing it back to the inner city and talking about Abbott elementary and everything else, and we bring it in this whole month, we'll kind of talk about it. Everything does, when it comes to America, y'all, everything boils down to racism. Mm-hmm. Every You mm-hmm. can track everything back down to racism. And if you would like a little history lesson on that, may I um, recommend <laughs> or suggest reading The New Jim, the New Crow, Jim Crow? Because Wonderful that book. book, wow, it's long. You can buy it on Audible. But honestly, I sat down and I was underlining things that I did not know. One time, I was like, did you know that Ronald Reagan did so, 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 and so? And Corey's like, yeah, why do you think that black people don't like Ronald Reagan? I was like, 
Black people don't like Ronald Reagan. And white people love Ronald Reagan. <laughs> she was so surprised. I she was, was so surprised. Shocked. <laughs> I'm like, we don't mess with that man. And I was like, wow, you. And no. maybe I'm maybe <laughs> I'm just you know. And again, again, maybe I'm just I, out of touch. But right. I had no clue. And there's a lot of things in that book that I had no clue about. And if you want to see how everything in this country reverts back to race and to racism please read that book yes and that and and again this is just for enlightenment this you should not feel as if because people go into the well i don't own slaves well we're not talking about you Mm -hmm. right like obviously Mm -hmm. but if you want to challenge yourself into anything then you have to look outside of you have to get outside of your comfort like comfortability you Mm -hmm. have to be uncomfortable to recognize in anything and like i go back to the same conversation I as I talk to women all the time about men and how like I can be a better man. That shit is uncomfortable. Okay? Because some of the stuff they talk about I'm like, "Wow, like I was that or I still am that." And I recognize like, "Dang, I got to be better." Some stuff I'm like, "That ain't me." And I throw that away. But I recognize that I want to grow because I want to be a better person. So I know that they're not necessarily calling me a misogynist or you know what I'm saying? So just mm-hmm. don't take it personal. When we talk about race or anything else and stay on my comments with that or you, whatever <laughs> they, they love to say, um, Oh man, I love your content, but now I got to unfollow. I'd be like, bye bro. Like wish that you would stay, but it's not that serious. Like race should be talked about all the things that they tell you a taboo to talk about. You should be talking about them. You should right. be talking about politics. You should be talking about religion. You should be talking about abortion. You should be talking about race. You should be talking about money and your salary at your job. Everything they tell you, you shouldn't talk about. There's a reason why they don't want you to talk about it. You should talk about yeah, it. Yeah. There's one thing about me. I'm going to talk about salary. How much you getting paid? <laughs> how much? Because... You get? I'm trying to see. We should, how can we I'm all come see. up? Right. How can we all come up? Uh, okay. What's your, something. Since being with me, here's something for you. Since being okay. with me, what um what black show have I opened your eyes to, or what black movie have I opened your eyes to that you like really enjoy? Um, Insecure. Uh, Power. Power, you like power? That's Let's not the go. best representation of the culture, but I love power. Yeah. I go front. Power is good. Um, let's see what else. I like Living Single. Had never watched that before. I started dating you. The PJs. Hey, the projects. The projects. <laughs> Low rent. Low high rent. Rise, high y'all. rise, y'all. I just put you on uh, that. I'm so happy I you know. enjoy the PJs. I, 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 do. I love the PJs. I love the PJs. Um, the Bernie Mac show, which I watched that here and there, but I had never watched it like I do now with you because it's like your favorite show. It is. Um, let's think. Movies, because you put me on a lot of movies. I have. Um, we I can't, know, I can't count think of any of the Tyler right Perry's now. because I feel like you used to watch the Tyler Perry's without me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, big in Tyler Perry. Like, um, I used to watch growing up because I only had like your basic channels. And so I would always watch House of Pain. <laughs> yeah, classic. I would always classic. watch House of Pain. And what's the other one? Meet the Browns. <laughs> Meet the Browns. Yeah. There's a scene in Tyler Payne. I'm Tyler Payne. And <laughs> Meet the, Meet the Pains. Um, House of Pain. House of Pain. Golly. Meet the Browns. Meet the Pain. <laughs> House of Pain. Tyler you? Pain. I know, man. My brain is just out of eat dinner is what it is. Uh, there's a scene that used to, every time I think about this show, it just cracked me up. It was when, uh, what's, oh, what's the 
what's the boy name? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I I finna call him Corey, like from That's So Raven. No, hold on. He he brought home this girl, like girlfriend. Mind you, he's like a teenager. So he's like 13, 14 or something like that. Maybe 15. <laughs> he, oh, he brought home this girl. The girl was pregnant. But he didn't tell nobody that the girl was pregnant. And they're supposed to have like this family dinner. And Uncle Curtis is, uh, you know, joking. And mm-hmm. she said, oh, Malik. I'm pregnant. You said, well, I'm Malik. The girl was like, oh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Uncle Curtis was like, oh, no, yeah? I thought you was just bloated. <laughs> Bro, I don't know why it was funny to me. And then Janine, uh, Janine um, had a drug addiction problem. She used crack. And so they they made fun of her a lot on that show. And she would steal stuff. And <laughs> one time she came in. Tell me why I knew you were going to bring this scene up. It's the same episode. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this scene up. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. Oh, my God. Hold on. I can't breathe. I'm getting lightheaded. Okay. Sorry that y'all just heard me laugh so loud. This is him all the time. <laughs> so I can't talk about it. I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh, my God. You know when his voice gets high, that's when he, he, really, can't, he really can't talk about it. <laughs> anyway <laughs> please say something bro please save me okay um what other movies have i watched that oh i'm trying to think get out us um, yeah but i probably would have watched candy Candyman. that's a good one but i'm thinking like traditional black films that are almost, like we oh, almost watched soul food we did almost watch Soul Food. That's on my list to watch. Yeah, we almost um, watched Soul Food. I never watched night. This Christmas. This Christmas? Put on This Christmas, yes. Yeah, I had never watched that. And I actually like that. And that is, I would consider that mm-hmm. traumatic. I mean, yeah. not, I mean, not necessarily no. traumatic, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, it was, it was like my family. Yeah, that's sad. It was just, I'm just no, but it's not sad. Here's the thing. <laughs> no, when it comes no, to trauma, no. right? It's like everybody's is, family's fucked, right? Like everybody yeah, has everybody's a messed up family. Everybody's got something going on. Yeah. Thank you. So that's what I'm saying. There was ending. Right. There was no like huge traumatic thing. For instance, sorry, nobody was like sexually assaulted. Nobody was right. like a killer who went to jail. You mean you just had like the, the nucleus of the family wasn't necessarily together. Chris Brown went to change, I mean, chase his career with music. Um you know, which is following in but his brother's But then you had like the prodigal then, son who went right, to go do his own thing. returned and went to do his own thing. And so it really wasn't. You also had a military guy who married a white woman. Yeah. Right. But th- that's like, which was Columbus short. Anyway, th- that to me is, a, that's normal family dysfunction versus like black trauma. Does that make sense? Yeah. And their family that's wasn't true. destroyed or destructed. Like the police didn't come in and sweep them up with no CPS. That's true. Was, that was, you might as well be every other family on the block. That's true. Um, I really like that movie, though. Eh, I'm trying to think of what else. Well, that I'm trying I enjoy. to stop. Think about I've that watched, damn scene. I've watched a lot that I'm like, okay, that's good. I don't need to watch that again. Fruitvale Station? Nope. I've seen never. it once. I'm good. I cried my eyes out. I I'll never will see that. Never Precious? need to watch that again. Precious? We'll Precious. never watch it again. I watched one like it first came out. For Color um, Girls? Nope. Oh, that's another one. I I put you don't on need that to right. See that again? Yeah, yep. but I never. We're not gonna see that again. Just Mercy, um, I'm good on. Just Mercy, I'm good on. Just Mercy, 
for to this day, I've been avoiding Twelve Years a Slave like a plague. That and yeah, the Butler. I wasn't, started wasn't watching Butler. Twelve Years a Slave and then turned it off. I've been avoiding it like the plague. Um, what else did I will never watch again? I said, oh, the color purple, and they're coming out with a new one. And I was, I say this to this day, we do not need the color purple. Uh, we as black folk do not need the color purple. I'm, I'm never watching the color purple again. I don't know why I waited so long to watch it. And then when I watched, I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Why would I watch this? <laughs> um, the hate you give, hate I think I'm good give. on that. Yeah, I only need to watch it once. If they come out with any movies about George Floyd, ain't getting watched by your boy. Um. Oh, what about? Nah, that's not really a black movie. Oh, or or a movie that you can watch. Girls Trip. Girls Trip. Oh, that's yeah. That's Girls a Trip booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get no affection in your booty hole. It's a booty it's hole. It's a booty hole. <laughs> um, Girls Trip is good. What about Hardball? You, did you watch Hardball with, with G Baby? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it when you call me Big Pop. Big Pop. Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves, man. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm do I have to, any more? I'm, I'm trying to see what else. Ooh, 42. You could watch that. Yeah, 42 is good. Um, you know, again, but it's that's one of those films where you're talking about breaking down the the race barrier in baseball, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the, the traditional ones, like All About the right. Benjamins. All About the Benjamins. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All Boop. About the Benjamin. Classic black film. That's my type of black film. Okay, right. like literally that or like some B movies uh film, like oh well, Peoples wasn't a B movie. Are you are you seen Peoples with me? Kerry Washington, uh oh remember they lived like in Connecticut or whatever. Um and my boy who's on the Pizza Hut commercials right now, the big black dude, I forgot mm-hmm. his name, where he's trying to marry Kerry Washington and he goes to meet the family. Yes, yes, yes. Peoples, yeah. Judge Peoples is the dad. Oh, anyway, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with David Allen Greer, and I cannot remember. It. Uh, guys, I'm so sorry, Bert. You're an amazing actor. I love you. I he's one of the actors I even look up to, and I can't remember your name right now, so I'm sorry. He's Daryl um, on The Office. Yes, he is. Um, he's funny. He's great. Very talented. Uh, very talented man. What other movie? That's a good one. You want to watch Peoples? That's a good one too. I'm going to post a list. That's what I'm going to do. Like a list of movies that like... Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Yes. Why did I... I'm sorry, Craig. He's a stand-up <laughs> comedian first. But I'll post so a list of Craig. movies. You going to watch Friday? <laughs> Fridays. Yeah, Fridays. You know, Friday's one of my favorite, if not my favorite movie of all time. Um, classic. Uh, this is why I like Friday. It's just a black movie about one day. Craig loses his job. His homeboy who's slang weed... Get in trouble with the weed man, and they gotta duck and dodge the weed man. They also fight the the neighborhood bully. You know what I'm saying? In mm-hmm. one day, <laughs> like literally, it's just one day. So, and that's John Singleton. Like I said earlier, John Singleton directed that, uh, or that was F. Gary Gray actually. I think maybe John Singleton helped with the story, but F. Gary Gray. Shout out to F. Gary Gray. Um. But movies like that, I'll make a list mm-hmm. for movies that you should just watch and... Ooh, that's a good idea. We'll put out a list. Yeah. That you should watch that don't have nothing to do with like black trauma necessarily. Mm-hmm. But just watch one of them. Watch multiple of them. But just please take time to dive into black cinema this month, please. Jump into these conversations that we're talking about. 
again, I apologize for laughing so loud. But if you've ever been around me, you know that's how I laugh. How do I do you, down. Do you, can you talk about the scene now? I can't. If I bring it okay. up, nah, I can't do it. I can't. Because okay. <laughs> I can okay. see it in my head. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can see it in my head and I'll be dead. If Devontae was here right now, I would probably be throwing up. If people don't know Laughing? This. Yes. So, you know how, who is your friend that like, y'all just be on 10, 24, 7? Like if one, if they laugh, even if something's not funny, but if they start laughing, you start laughing, y'all just keep going back and forth? Um. Like I got a lot of friends, but I'm only like that with Devontae. Yeah. Like we see the same things happen. Yeah. And so we, and we laugh probably, at the same stuff. Probably Katie. Man, I, that. <laughs> I don't know. Probably, probably Katie. Oh man! So if he was here, uh, we, there was no way we would finish this podcast. We would still be laughing right now. You've seen us. You've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. But y'all, y'all have had insight. Y'all just seen one of the, the famous Corey laughs. If y'all want to hear me laugh more, he cackles. Uh, I, it is bad. It's really bad. <laughs> really bad. I'm very but, black of me, actually. <laughs> We appreciate you for listening to us this week, and we will be back next week with another episode that is geared towards Black History Month. And like I said, and like Corey said, we will be putting out a list. We hope that yes. you follow along and watch some um, of these movies with us. And most of the ones that we're going to be putting out are probably comedy movies. So, yeah, but we'll tell all stories. And we will also this week focus, I mean, this week, this month, focus on our. Um uh, social media big upping black actors black producers black directors uh so stay tuned for reels and informations about all these peoples uh, all of your favorite people like will smith and denzel washington we're gonna talk about all of them we're gonna get into it um people that you know maybe some people that you don't know but we are going to talk about those people on social media may not be necessarily in episodes so thank so y'all for sticking in. around you know what i'm saying you said what i said so tune in yeah tune in please thank y'all for sticking around um What's I'm trying to remember, but you say it better than me, so I need you to. Oh uh, yeah, you trying to yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to remember. So when you're binge watching, there we go. Insecure, like yes. I was. Yes. And you know, you episode after episode after episode. Always press next. Press next, baby. See you next week. Bye, y'all.